Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Singapore, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you because we talk about everything on It's Time. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, as the saying goes. Politics, President Trump, movies, film, TV, current events, you name it, we talk about it and lots to talk about today on The Week That Was. And here I am with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. Hi, TJ. What is up, Buff? I am getting ready to finish my fight cards, grab a plane to Singapore, land in 17 hours, sleep for eight hours, do the show, sleep for two hours, grab the plane, 17 hours back home, and back on Sunday at noon. How's your weekend? Do do you (laughs) schedule, like, when you go to the bathroom in that time? You you are booked every minute-by-minute on this trip. It's pretty much a minute-by-minute trip. I'll I'll get about a... uh, three quarters of a day to relax when I get there and get myself together. But you know what? The only thing I prepare for aside from putting the monkey suit in the bag and, and getting my fight cards together, which I'll finish after the show is the sleep pattern. So I'll sit down and calculate. I'm going to get on the plane at 1130 tonight, right? Oh, that's good. And, that's a good time to get on. It's a good time. And I land at 730 in the morning. So I figure a 17 hour flight. I will watch two movies, try to sleep for eight hours and then wake up and then get there as if I woke up like about 5.30 in the morning, my time. And that way I'm good. Then I'll right. get to the gym, do a nice uh, hour workout plus, and uh, acclimate myself. And that way, the, the, the quicker in, the quicker out, the less chance of jet lag, I right. find, is always the case. But coming back from Asia is always an issue, uh, and I'll deal with that on Sunday. But it's all good. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm flying business class. It's right. all good. And Argentina's not even in Asia. That's South America. So that That's the uh, line from the famous uh, Evita. play. Yes, Evita. Yes, I got it, Buff. Yeah. I got it, Buff. <laughs> okay. Antonio Banderas. That, I was a, trying to make a map. That's a bit of geographical humor for you. So That's it. That's it. Maybe a little post-dated of some of our listeners and when they were born. But, hey, what can I say? you got to be in my world on the show. Hey, I don't know. I mean, I saw that movie, uh, Evita, in, in seventh grade. I'll never forget. As the first time I ever went to a movie with a girl, and uh, I pretty much could have made out with her that day, but I didn't because I was afraid. And then she broke Why? up with me after that. Oh, you broke up and you didn't even get a kiss before the breakup? Hello, you've learned since then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think if I even kissed that girl. I think I kissed her. Well, obviously it wasn't truly memorable, but you know what? It's, hey. it's youth. It's young love. You know, young love. I was I was in seventh grade. What what can I say? Sounds good. So we do have a show coming up here in Singapore. And we do have somebody very special in the studio right now who has a tremendous background, not just in the world of jiu-jitsu, not just in the world of mixed martial arts, but in the world of the early days of the UFC, none other than Rose Gracie, the daughter of Horry and Gracie, one of the key components in the creation of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Hi, Rose. How are you? I am amazing. How are you, Bruce? I'm great. Wow, Rose, that voice. TJ, you didn't tell me about that voice. Yeah, the Rose, see? what a voice. <laughs> I mean, I all, she, she always puts me in a good mood. Uh, my my gym or my studio is in her gym. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I get to see Rose on a daily basis. And every time you ask Rose how she's doing, she always responds with amazing. And it, it's hard not to feel amazing when uh, she says she's amazing. It's, it's <laughs> contagious. It's awesome. 
No, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. All right, so listen, we got somebody who has a better voice than me on the line, and uh, let's make it work. And, and she can speak in multiple languages, so there you go. Uh, oh, you're killing me. Now she's better than me all the way around. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if she can do the buffer 180 quite as well as you do, but... That I is, got one up on you, Rose. I got one up on you. That is the buffer 180. I wouldn't even try it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So, Rose, we got the Singapore show coming up. The main event is uh, Leon Edwards and Donald Cerrone. Um, the co-main event, Tyson, Tyson Pedro and Ovince St. Pru. God, Ovince St. Pru. Every time I turn around, Ovince St. Pru is fighting. How many times has been fought in I, the last year? I, uh, always. He's always fighting. And if he's not on the card, he's got one coming up. And it's always at the top of the bill. Uh, Ovin St. Peru is a guy that, you know, probably isn't a UFC Hall of Famer yet or maybe not even ever will be. But the fact is, this dude is a gamer. Bring your lunch pail. Uh, that dude will will go to war and is always ready for a fight. And uh, the sport is better off for guys like OSP. Yeah, there's absolutely true. No question. And then Donald Cerrone and Leon Edwards, you know, this is going to be interesting Basically, uh, Leon Edwards, you know, he's a mixed martial arts fighter all the way around from England. He definitely is a, a brawler. He'll get in there and do his thing. Uh, Donald is coming off a loss. Am I correct on that, Yeah, TJ? he is. He's uh, com coming off that loss to Darren Till. Um, you know, Donald Cerrone, uh, he is a UFC Hall of Famer. While he probably no will never capture UFC gold, but this guy was so instrumental in that first crop of fighters coming over to the UFC from the WEC and, and just a gamer, to say the least. Very dangerous on the feet. Uh, always an underrated ground game, to be honest with you. Uh, everyone thinks of Donald Cerrone as this Muay Thai guy, but at, at the end of the day, uh, he is very much uh, a guy that will choke you out as, as often as he will knock you out. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun fight. It's, it's early. I know that. I know you're going to be feeling that in Singapore, but uh, definitely worth the time everyone here stateside to get up early and, and watch it on UFC Fight Pass or you know make sure you check it out later in the day if you can avoid spoilers and uh, you know want to watch some high uh, top shelf mixed martial arts action. You know I agree and it's like you say about Donald Cerrone as far as a ground fighter. Oh by the way TJ I just got a text here from our friend Sammy Phillips. She wants to come on in a couple minutes. What do you? Well what do you yeah say? we'll we'll bring her on. We'll 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 figure it out here. Okay I'll just say that you're going to give her a call because no, there's a no couple worries. stories here I definitely want to go over with her. Okay, so uh, let me just get her message. We're done. Everybody wants to be on It's Time Radio, and when they're late, we still bring them on. Who can blame so, him? Who can blame him for trying to get on the hottest him? podcast and lifestyle show on the internet? Yeah, you said it better than I said it. So I remember when Donald Cerrone wins by submission because it's a standout, and he does have an incredible ground game, but it just needs to be tested. Right. And that's what we'll see what happens with Leon if he takes him to the test. Now, Rose... One of the key fights on the flight on the card in the main card is a flyweight fight between Jessica Rose Clark and Jessica I. Now we're talking about the number nine and the number ten rated contenders uh, in the world in the flyweight division. So, are you familiar with both these fighters, Rose? Yeah, a little bit. I know um, Jessica Rose, obviously with her beautiful name, but Jessica Rose Clark um, from Australia. <laughs> I've seen her a little bit. I really like Jessica I too. So I'm actually excited for the women's fight, of course. That's always usually the one that I'm going for. Yeah, I am too. And Jessica, I, she always, she's game. She's always a game fighter, always coming in. So 9 and 10, it's always interesting because the one that loses is probably going to go over the rating of number 10 contender in the world. So that alone, even though it's not a belt, is on the line, and I'm sure that's in their mind. Well, the, the uh, ladies always seem to steal the show too. You know what I mean? If it's a fight card with like, you know, nine, ten fights with one ladies fight or or even multiple women's fights. It's more often than not, I feel like we're walking away from the event going, OK, now now Dana White and company have some issues in figuring out which women's bout stole the night for performance of the night bonuses because they, they just come to throw down. You and, know, I always feel that women fight so differently than men. It's almost like they don't have the concern for the other person's skill level when they go in. Women are literally fighting as if they're protecting their cubs when they're going into the match. So they have they add that different mentality as they go in. And I think that always steals the show. I You know what it is? I just think, aside from what you two said, is they put everything on the line, right? You know, the, the the heart, the willingness to prove that females, women belong in the octagon as well as the MMA cage, no matter where they fight, and they bring it. That's the bottom line. They always bring it, right. and it's always entertaining. I can't wait to watch it. Re I'm, I'm gonna... Real quick segue. I'm not trying to steal your thunder in the Singapore show, but we aren't talking about the ladies. This Sunday, also on UFC Fight Pass, 
the Eddie Bravo Invitational take center stage as they crown a women's bantamweight champion for the first time. So uh, worth your time on Sunday evening to watch some top shelf uh, submission only grappling. Yeah, no, it's a busy weekend. And again, it's a fight pass weekend because the show USC Fight Night in Singapore is on fight pass. Um, and I'm very looking forward to being there. I'm also disappointed because I will not be back in time to be at EBI, which I always enjoy, you know, working right. with Eddie Bravo and Victor Devalia and you, of course, TJ. But it, it's going to be an exciting show that night. And I, I suggest everybody who's a fan of MMA and a fan of incredible grappling uh, check out EBI and, of course, UFC Singapore. And I'll see you from the Octagon in Singapore. They, we have they, a, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get Sam in just one second. They just need to get on that teleport machine quick, Buff. I mean, as soon as, as, soon as teleportation is a thing, you'll, you'll be doing every combat sports show that the UFC has uh, their, their watermark on. I'm ready to do that, but just watch what happens. The moment I retire or the moment I die, right. then all of a sudden they're going to come out. It's going to be perfected, and I missed, I missed the boat on that one. Right. But it is what it is. You know. What can I say? Happy will, to will, see technology will, increase. Will Bruce Buffer be the first man to do two UFC shows that are taking place simultaneously? You know me. I'm game. No matter what, I'm game and I'm there. The only it's question is, are you going to change suits in between every fight? You know what I mean? Like, We'll find out. Know, you know I can do that too, I've, so don't worry. I've seen it done before. And there's a new one being delivered for UFC 226, July 7th, and I can't wait to get it. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> yep, yep, got it designed, ready to go. I'm not going to tell you anything until I walk out with it on, but I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, let's bring Sammy on. I want to go over some key news stories here, which definitely a couple of them, uh, Rose, you're going to love. I, I would uh, love Sammy to bring Phillips. Sam. <laughs> I would love to bring Sam on right now, um, but is, is she not doing Skype? Are we calling her? Is that what it is? Uh, let me just check. I love these on-air technical meetings, but Skype is not working. Her apologies. We all right, all right. Call. I'll call uh, Sam. I'll two seven zero seven two two seven. This is the first time that we've talked with Sam since we've reached that ten-year anniversary. So, uh, butter her bread a little bit when we get her on. Congratulate her on ten years of It's Time Radio. I'll see your reaction on that one. Okay, right, and ask her where your anniversary gift was. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Keep, keep talking for me, Buff. Okay. No dead oh, air. Well, no dead air. Pardon, right, me. Right. Pardon me, folks. This is what we do. So, so Buffer, do, do you have the whole uh, card in front of you? Uh, yes, I do. There's a couple I'm super excited about. Felipe Arantes, Sertanejo. Remember him from Brazil? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, he's amazing. And I want to see Hector Aldana. I met him when he was living here in Cali for a little bit, training over with um, at King's MMA. So I'm super excited to see that one. He's he's like he's never lost a fight. So I want to see he's definitely doesn't want to lose a fight. So I know for sure that he's going to bring it going against Song Keenan. Yeah, Song Keenan. And then uh, Felipe's fighting Song Yadong. Boy, I'm going to have a fun time with these names. You are. And, <laughs> Lingual then, gymnastics. Lingual gymnastics. Hey, don't I get excited. Don't get excited about that, Sam. Sam Phillips is on the line. Oh Sammy. my god, I thought I heard something with a uh, phallic word in it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'll just settle back here. That, that uh, is I'll, pretty much like Batman has the, the bat signal for Sam. We just make a crude joke and she appears. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, here I am. Rose Gracie. Hi, Sammy. Love you. Hello, hello, hello. Kiss, 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 kiss. And meet Rose Gracie's. Rose Hi, Gracie, Sam. Sam so how are you? I'm fantastic, Rose. Thank you for coming on and inspiring these two knuckleheads. <laughs> and, and as soon as Sammy comes on, I'm saying the name song, Yadong. We'll take it from there. Sammy's excited to be on the show now. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, now this is now, Rose, what we like to talk with Sammy about is uh, obviously current events. Uh, whenever the name Donald Trump comes up, be prepared for a tirade. But oh, is Trump sort. in is Trump in the news right now? Is Trump something is, going on? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll get to that in a second. I just got to warm Sammy up a little bit. Let's have a little uh, it's time podcast foreplay, starting with the fact that now it's come out, Sammy and Rose. It's come out that online dating. Now, Sammy, I know you've done online dating. You've done the Tinder bit in the past. Rose, have you ever done? I've any done online dating? it a couple of times. It was market research purposes only. <laughs> okay, got that. Just like uh, certain trips to Las Vegas. But now, Rose, have you ever uh, used online dating services? You know what? Um, as I did not long ago, and um, I was mortified with what I was seeing. And then one of the parents for one of the kids' students here at the gym added me, and then I freaked out and I deleted everything. I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a little scary, and I, I didn't really see anything, so I never really actually went out on a date or anything like that with anybody. So my, my online dating career is 
not really existing. And for me, I obviously have not, well, not obviously rather, but I've not done it for some 15 plus years. Uh, I, I don't do it. I wasn't comfortable with it when I did do it. Uh, of course the pictures they put up, the conversations you have, and then I'll never forget when the second date I ever had an online dating showed up at my door with, and no offense, but I mean, makeup that was probably an inch thick and high heeled, uh, plexiglass clear shoes with goldfish swimming in them on the bottom and a bright flower colored dress, which I didn't know where I possibly was going to take her to dinner because of the mismatch happening all the way around. But I was very kind, went out to dinner. But then it made me realize that people are not always truthful on uh, their, you know, whatever the resume is, whatever they put on online dating. We all know the stories, but here's my point in the story. Um, me not being an online dater, I follow it in respect to what I see in the news. It has now been said that online dating, and I, I think I can see why this would be true, that it lowers self-esteem and increases depression in the people that use it. Can, Sammy, what do you think about that? Do you see that as a case in point? No. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the people that I know that have used online dating have been successful at it. There are people that you know, work hard, long hours. They don't get a chance to socialize and meet other like-minded people in either their age demo or their financial bracket so it allows you know the the freedom to also get to know somebody um without having to meet face to face so you can actually take your time in i mean if you actually invest in the time in getting to know that online person you can vet them find out things about them uh on things like tinder it links through say your facebook so then it'll tell you other people that you have in common you can find out like is Bob a good guy? Do you know Bob? What do you know about Bob? So I think it's a good vetting practice. And um, a lot of people long distance um, have uh, relationships and it's a way to just meet people in faraway places that you would never meet. And then they end up falling in love and moving in together and one person moves cities to another city. Yeah, Oh, sorry to cut you off, Sam. I was just thinking that online dating might really be good for people's social anxiety. Like, if you're able to get a level of understanding with one another before you actually meet, that may allow people that don't normally feel comfortable in settings to actually go out and meet someone at a bar for the first time, whether or not it's prearranged or uh, even just impromptu, where you just see someone that you might be interested in and go up and say hello. So I think the, the social anxiety which is sweeping the world more now so than, than ever, I think can be alleviated with online dating. But the thing is, don't, what, sorry, not to jump in really quick. Yeah. You have to be careful not to be one of those people that hides behind mm. your texting, your phone or your computer and refuses to actually engage with the real people in the outside world. There are gentlemen, you know, in, like, I work for Penthouse, so I have a lot of friends that are Penthouse pets and centerfolds and adult stars. And they have these guys, these fans, these followers that engage with them all on social media. Some of them even think that they're friends, uh, 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 a, a virtual boyfriend, mm. um, mm. that kind of a thing. So you have to be realistic on your reasons for going on to the internet and developing relationships with people. And then are you following through? Are you seeing them in real life? Are you only doing it online? What's the deal? Yeah, I have a feeling that people with really high social anxiety wouldn't even go to the meet. That's like, possible, yeah. That it's, it's something so overpowering to right. them. that It becomes I don't think too real. It just becomes too real. I think they would just be playing on the phone, doing the text messaging, doing the whole thing. But when it comes real, okay, let's do this and make it happen, I think they would back out of it, most likely. I can see that point, too. I mean, Match.com has more than 7 million paid subscribers. Tinder, one of the other apps, which, if I remember correctly, or if I'm correcting this, guys, was originally a hookup site, right? It's got 1.6 billion swipes per day, uh, leading up to 1.5 million dates uh, per day, and an average of one I, per I, user I wanna, a week. I want to say something really quick. Yeah, it's a hookup site, but I think if you separated genders, I think a lot of women will go out on a date with a guy secretly hoping in the back of their mind, this is the one. Yes. It could be it. So they go out, potentially to hook up, but I think ultimately looking for someone to settle down with. Guys, on the other hand, I think I'm sure there's guys like that as well, 
But I do think guys look at it more like, you know, I'm going to hook up with this hottie and the girls are like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to marry this man. I think it's the luck of the draw. One of my good friends, I won't mention a name, uh, met his wife on Tinder and he was a major hookup artist. That's all he wanted. But when he met the right woman, just like when you date the right woman, a relationship was created and they wound up getting married. So when you look at this title about lower self-esteem, increases depression, I think if you relate it to the actual dating process of face-to-face meeting, you know, normally, it's basically a downfall or an upswing from whatever normal dating can create. And it's all about how you handle yourself. As you pointed out, do you have social anxiety? Uh, are you shy? Are you outgoing? Are you extroverted? Are you introverted? This to me is just magnifies what has always been the case from dating, right. which can either heighten your self-esteem or potentially lower your self-esteem, depending on the reaction you get. Have so, I, have so, I, or, or the person you're dating. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. exactly, exactly what I'm saying, yeah. Have I ever shared this, that I met my wife on an online dating website? No. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think Sam remembers, because Sam's the only one who pays attention. Um, yeah, I know. I, 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 I do, especially when you do things that are shocking. Right, like talk about my wife and my <laughs> personal life. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, it was in the early days of it, and I, and I don't, I, I think that the connotation wait, with this. Wait, 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 yeah. you said you loved her. No, what? Yeah, I do love my wife, yes. What do you mean? On I said, your first date. No, I didn't. See, you, you misconstrued things. She said that she loved me on our third date, and she did so by complete accident because her family is very uh, huggy and affectionate, and they end every conversation with, I love you. And she was getting out of my car after our third date, and she was very tired, and she just said, I'll see you later. Bye. I love you. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, I didn't mean it that way. And You're I'm like, that's a keeper right so, there. So, I'm well, keeping this one. I'll, I'll never forget what, what I said to her. She's like, uh, I love you. And I'm like, whoa. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And I'm like, you don't love me? So she's like, no, no, it? no. And, and then so this whole little sort of game played out with us. I didn't want to say I love her back. So I started saying I love and then things that rhyme with, you so like i love shoes i love mountain dew and it was our cute little thing that's cute so how long did it take before you looked in each other's eyes melting and saying i love you probably six months good good good. that's nice that's nice there we go there's the tj desantis love story but the website the website we met on i think now is looked upon as as one of those hookup sites but when we first was it okcupid.com i never heard of that sam is that is that a hookup site Sam, would, Sam you, is, would you say that's Sam. a hookup site? Um, I've never used it, but I have a very good friend that is hooked up uh, exclusively on OkCupid all yeah. the time when she travels to San Francisco. Well, uh, this was back in 2005, so I don't think it necessarily was that then. But All right, so let, let's take another swing here, okay? One of the other stories I wanted to cover, which is you know a problem these days, and Sammy, I, we think we've touched on this before, whether it's called phishing or whatever, but kids, very young kids, they're now, the hackers are getting into sites. This has happened to me even when I've looked at sites like TMZ got hacked one time and a porn site popped up, other sites. But a friend of mine, a close friend, recently discovered when they looked at the computer of their child who was uh, uh, basically 13 years old, that there were porn sites that he is watching on his computer. But when they found out these are like phishing sites where he's on other sites, whether it's video games or whatever, and the porn site came up. So now they have to have the talk, right? And the big important thing is because when I was a kid, obviously, you know, maybe we found our dad's Playboys or we, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, a little more of the age of innocence. But there's so much open to young children these days, which can be shocking to somebody that's had absolutely no experience Uh, exploring their sexuality beyond whatever goes on in their head and suddenly they're facing this page which I was made privy to that was very um, explicit uh, explicit and the private videos that people do which could be very rough uh, involving sex acts that are not exactly the thing you would do on your first kiss like you had TJ as we discussed earlier so when you talk to the child I think the biggest thing that you need to do is having that talk but avoiding shaming the child. Oh, 100%. It's not like, yeah, it's not like something was wrong. I mean, I would ask, you know, I saw this. Right. Explain this is not the normal way that people get together. Oh, it's uh, such an uncomfortable conversation, it, It's though. a very uncomfortable, but not make them say wrong. My first thing I would think, and I'm asking Sammy and Rose this, and Rose being a mom, too, you you know, I'm sure maybe you have or not come up against this, but um, 
how did you find this? How did this come about? And let them tell you where it came about. And obviously, you got to put the blocks on their computer, but you got to talk in positive terms. You got to normalize the situation. And I think it's time to educate your child on the fallacies of porn and why it could be problematic. Am I off or am I right, guys? Should I go first? I'll go, go first. Go first. Yeah, because you're, you're the mom. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to tell you a couple stories that happened to me that were mortifying. Oh, buckle okay? up. Buckle, buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> this is not going to be anywhere, right? <laughs> uh, only the internet. <laughs> only everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get really intimate right now. So <clears throat> let me prepare myself for this one. So as everybody, everybody in the world, I'm assuming, has like a special box, right? So I get a text message from one of my kids and she's sending me a message saying, I hate you. You're the worst mother in the world. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And she's like, don't ever talk to me again. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I get home and I'm just, in, you know, she's very outgoing. So I get to the house and my special fun box was up in my closet and I don't know what they were doing that they hit it with a baseball bat thinking it was toys in there or some whatever oh, there was right and they dropped the whole thing on the floor and oh, there was no. just toys everywhere I was like oh okay and they're you like toy, you mean toys from Mattel yes 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 yeah. okay. wrong kind of toys <laughs> gotcha so yeah, I was like, kids are us. So I was like, oh my God, this is the song. I'm like, all right, we're going to have to have a talk just with one that one particular child. I was like, well, honey, you know, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe does dad know about this? And I'm like, oh boy. I was like, yes. As a matter of fact, I'm going through a divorce. I really felt like saying, those are actually your dad's, honey. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I should have said they were his. <laughs> but I was like, yes, let me have a talk with you about this. And this is what happened. And, you know, and, you know, women and men, they, they have, you know, I basically explained the whole thing. Wow. And I was very open. I've learned from, I really really didn't like when I was younger that I felt a little tricked because things were really told by one side of my family. They were never really told. The Gracie side never really talked about this. But on the other hand, my grandfather on my mom's side, he was a massive woman. I mean, he lived with several women in the house. He was like the Hugh Hefner of Brazil. He was a director, a movie producer and stuff. And women walking around naked and whatnot and sex was not something that was hidden. It was something very open. So I decided that approach for my children to be able to explain to them exactly what it is. They asked me they were watching an episode of uh, Desperate Housewives that's when I realized Desperate Housewives was not for children the first or second episode already they came up to me they're like mom what's an orgasm I was like "Uh, where did you get this from (laughs) and they're like well it was in the show that you're watching I'm like oh my god all right I would have just been like you misheard they're talking about organisms single-celled organisms I I never I'm kidding. I never tell them a lie. Don't dumb down your kids. Yeah, I don't. I tell them straight how it is, how things are, where babies come from, how they are made. So then the other episode, which was really funny, I have a 20-year-old daughter, and then now the 10-year-old is in the house with the 20-year-old, and then they're calling me. I'm on the phone. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm literally completely disconnected with what's happening around me. I'm not present in the household at all. And I remember I was sending an email, and I was just like overwhelmed with the work that I was doing at the second. And then they were like, mom, 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 mom. And I'm like, what? what and then I'm not still not looking at them and then I I feel the like the vibration on my back and then she's like see it's a massager and then I looked my the way I look at it is like <gasps> they literally had a vibrator on my back and then the little one was telling the older one no this is mom's massager and then when I, the way I looked at them so mortified the 20 year old looks at me and she goes oh my god I can't believe this I'm disgusted and just walks away <laughs> and I'm like oh god I think I got caught and I was like honey leave mommy's massager here Rose, let me tell you something, um, not to give away anything. I just happened to Google your name uh-huh. because I wanted to find a picture to do a little promo for the show on. Okay. I hope your kids don't Google your name. Google your name and see the pictures that are coming up under Rose Gracie. I know. Are they it, massagers? You know what? Uh, There's two porn massaging. stars. There's two. Yeah. Okay, but you went way downtown. <laughs> so you got to go a law, Rose Gracie, down there to no, find I, that. No, I'm looking on the first page of images right now. No way. Yeah. going to be Googling me. Like, <laughs> myself, my I God. <laughs> Honey, I swear I was just trying to Google the yeah, daughter of a, uh, the UFC creator. There's two girls. They do porn, and one is something Rose, and the other one is something Gracie. So then, because because of that, um, sometimes there's a little bit of 
you know, extracurricular activities. Yeah. A little, little bit of crossover. TJ, I'm going to go into the next subject. Just do yourself a favor and just put Rose oh. Gracie under your Google right now. Hey, <sighs> can, I, can I add one more thing to this general? Yeah, discussion? sure, sure. So yes. my, my cousin Jennifer is uh, the mom of two boys. One is like 21 now and one is 15. But uh, rewind several years. These two kids know, like, they would teach their mother, my cousin, uh, like, about the craziest things that she'd never even heard of, like rosebudding Bruce, you know, like, weird stuff um, that no child should know, let alone an adult. And they would hear it from their friends, their friends at school, their friends when they go sleep over at their houses and everybody has the internet. Kids learn a lot of these kind of things from talking to their little buddies. Yeah, I don't leave anything for their buddies. I tell them everything. I'm as a matter of fact in my house. I tell even the little buddies. I tell everybody everything. I'm like, guys, this is how it works. This is how it happens. This is what needs to be because you. It's so silly for me to teach children things that are not really life skills or things that they're actually going to be dealing with because otherwise it becomes like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that word. I'm like, well, this is what it is. Right, and right. and th- right. Th- this goes back to something too. I remember reading an article about. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this when they're teenagers, but when you accidentally stumble upon your child touching themselves and, 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 and being curious, you have to really handle your response in an appropriate manner because if you overreact, uh, even if it's just generally innocent, if you overreact, there are studies that say that you can have psychological damage on your children and how they will develop, you know, viewing their own body and, you know, also discovering themselves like normal teenagers do later on in life. And, and you don't want to sort of uh, demonize that because it can really make it uh, an uncomfortable situation for them. Well, that gets us back to shaming. You just got to avoid shaming, right. you know, in, in the most positive way possible. And let's face it, as we all know, sex is, ex- is a very healthy, beautiful, fun endeavor. But you know what? Endeavor. It's about growing. <laughs> endeavor <laughs> works. Everything's Sometimes an endeavor works. with Buff. Endeavor. Right. Not, hey, listen, I got to grab a plane tonight to Singapore. That's an endeavor. Right. Okay. The, the other one, not quite so much. So it's all good. All right, guys, we're going to get away from this a little bit. I think we covered that. A little sign of the times that's opening up here. Starbucks, which used to open up a store about every 45 minutes somewhere in the world, yeah. has now announced it's going to close 150 stores next year. That's so amazing Star- to me. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? But this is a sign of the time. Well, I th- there's a line every time I go to Starbucks, no matter where the Starbucks is in proximity to another location. Like, I never walked into a Starbucks and just ordered a coffee and didn't have to wait. Well, I think what they're, they're coming here and explaining is is that the, the mostly the Starbucks that are going to be closed are in urban areas um, that are densely populated with a lot of Starbucks locations. Now they're stepping on top of each other. Right. <clears throat> so they got to thin the herd, let's say. And that's really what they're going to do. And then they're also starting an app, and they're starting to get modern and all that can work out. So a little mention there, economically speaking. Now, another thing that's happening, uh, do you guys eat Kentucky Fried Chicken? I don't. I can't even fathom it. I think I'm so. a vegetarian. Uh, I like well, mashed potatoes. Now I, you're going to love You're going to love Go ahead, TJ. I was just going to say, I think we've, we've probably all been to a KFC at one point in our lives. Maybe not Rose. She didn't necessarily. I don't grow think up here. so. I don't think I've ever been there. I um, you've been to like a Boston market though. I've been to a Boston market. It's yes, si- I have. It's similar on Thanksgiving. On I have I have <laughs> okay. a hard time eating right. I have a hard time eating fried food at all anymore unless it's very flash fried like some Asian foods that you can get. <clears throat> That's a personal preference. But getting back to the story, uh, Sammy, maybe you're going to like this. I don't know. But KFC is now going to test vegetarian fried chicken. So they plan to make a veggie chicken substitute. Right. It's going to be a meatless alternative. It's going to include a product called Satan. I never heard of this. It's a high protein product made of wheat gluten. So obviously it's not for gluten free eaters and yeah. a number of soy based alternatives. This sounds like crap. Satan. Will Christians eat that or no? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's Satan. S-E-I-T-A-N. But it looks like Satan, but it's probably Satan. OK, so the best stuff is a stuff called Beyond Meat, and it's made out of pea protein like little green peas thank you thank you thank you for saying protein i was like made out of pea (laughs) well i i drink i drink a pea a pea protein based milk yeah so does machita Uh, and it's it's excellent it's excellent it tastes like regular 
No, that was good, TJ. <laughs> Thank I just you. got that. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, God, I just got that. So a pea, a vegetable, PEA-based protein. Because um, yeah. I don't drink regular yeah. milk. I drink, you know, milk alternatives. But um, this sounds horrible. Uh, I can't but, look to KFC to be healthy anyway. meat are usually um, soy-based. And there are many reports that say soy-based products aren't good for women. Um, they contribute to breast cancer, blah, blah, blah. They also, for men, they contribute to breasts, right? It's been uh, proven that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they basically, there's, they mix it, the hormones on it apparently makes your hormones just go a little bit out of whack, so you grow breasts earlier and do all these things. That yeah, they're, they're I've saying. heard almond milk does the same thing. Y- Better, yeah. not. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've, I've heard that almond milk will raise your estrogen levels. Well, all I know is, gentlemen, if you read a label on the thing and you says that it increased breast size, don't think it's anything other than what you're potentially doing to yourselves. Get excited and start buying it and drinking it. You're you're drinking yeah. it for the wrong reasons. Did I say that correctly? Sure. Okay. Yeah. The joke Beyond was, the Meat joke. is a very good product, by the way. It's delicious. It's my favorite too. It is great, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm vegan, so I really. Um, there's very few things and places that I can eat. And, you know, you have to be really careful with what you put in your mouth. It's the biggest misconception that people have is that they just having a little beef and they're good to go. I could go places with that. I'm not going to. Move I on. was waiting for Sammy's reaction. Nah, I'm just praying move on, there's just none. Rose is looking at me all innocent like what? Step on people just, just from go. my vantage point over here. Rose Gracie, meet Sammy Phillips. Um, to a point. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so now here's, here's a story that I think is a story that will make people smile. Um, a state trooper pulled over uh, a cop, right? Now, this is a state trooper. He pulled over a policeman on a traffic stop. The policeman happened to be the policeman that delivered him in pregnancy birth from his mother 27 years ago. How is that for a coincidence? I, I heard about this. Yeah, they, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, crazy. It's a small world, you know. But uh, what are the odds? I don't know. What are the odds? Not only the odds that the man, that the police officer, that the boy, the police officer delivered at childbirth, grew up to become a New Jersey state trooper, who then in turn return, uh, pulls over the retired police officer and finds out he's the man who delivered him as a baby. I guess I put it better for to our understanding purposes that way. I, I find this mind-boggling. I think it's a very cool story. I had a touch on it. But now I'm going to touch on stuff that's going to make Sammy Phillips either be happy or not. Sammy. Oh, about the ripping of the children from their families at the borders and putting them into concentration camps? I was actually going to stay away from that subject, but do you have an opinion on that I'm right now? I'm actually happy she brought it up. <laughs> go ahead, girls. It's a free-for-all. Go for it. Sammy, you first. Go, go, go. No, it's not that I want to go first. I think this is a terrible, terrible... Um, uh, Injustice. It, 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 it is so beyond anything that I could possibly comprehend and they had planned on doing this from what I hear general whoever the hell whatever his name is I don't know if it's Kelly or whoever it was we're going to implement this type of um, event to dissuade other asylum seekers from coming to our country and the sad part is some of these families that are trapped on the other side that are afraid to even present themselves for fear that their children will be ripped from them, were, uh, have been traveling for several months from wherever the frick they fled from, Guatemala, Nicaragua, months. They didn't know about the zero-tolerance policy that Trump alone and his team of cronies um, implemented to... Uh, dissuade the people from trying and really it all comes down to the DACA kids and they couldn't fuck with them and it's just their way of getting his fucking border wall I'm going to hold these kids hostage give me a border wall give me the money to make a wall Sorry. What is this? What is this being announced today, though? That that he wants to sign a bill. Or... He did already. Actually, yeah, he, he signed an executive yeah, this order. Morning. Yeah, yeah, he signed. Right. It. Do you so, think that was out of the? Uh, 
outcry that occurred over the last week? Or I do mean, you think no that questions. This guy yeah. doesn't have, it doesn't seem to me, my personal opinion of him, that he has, he's like a no laws. He's no laws man. He just does whatever he wants, however he wants. And he's not seeing any consequences from these things. But yes, I think it's through the whole scrutiny. How do you say scrutiny. that? Scrutiny. Scrutiny. Of this entire subject. I mean, this is probably, I think the right word for it, Sammy, would be appalling. That yeah. is an appalling behavior. And to do that, it's just, I, I can't even, my brain can't even wrap around it. Let me give you another instance here. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying I'm pro-Trump, anti-Trump, but you can't help but read every day something that either makes you kind of laugh or cry, okay, and depending on what's going on in the White House and this administration uh, in different ways, or be happy with the results. But I read this, let me pass it by. An ex-White House aide was tasked with taping together the papers that Trump tears up, because what happened is they, they claim that President Donald Trump has a habit of tearing up memos, notes, letters, even negative news articles that he doesn't like. Right. And this is according to one of the people that was tasked with the sole job of reassembling the papers that the president had hand shredded. The man's name is Solomon Larte. He was terminated from his job in records management analyst back in last March. He spent the last several hours of each day with tape piecing together the torn letters, memos, and invitations, including some very important papers that Trump would just like briefly read and, and toss aside. Uh, really stupid question. Why couldn't they make copies and give him the freaking copy and keep the original? Brilliant. Solved. Solved. I think that actually I didn't even think about that, but that seems a way to solve that if this is the president's habit of, of what he does with paper. Okay, so this just shows that this guy certainly does not even know how to run a business if he's got one guy taping together ripped up pieces of paper. But don't worry, we pay for it. Yeah, I was going to say what a waste of That's money. True. Yeah. Okay, See, there this, you go. This is like This is like something out of a movie. It's, Did it's you hear it? insanity? Uh, well, you go back to watching that TV show. Our what is it? Our our cartoon president or animated president, the one that Stephen Colbert put together. Sammy, did you ever watch that? No, and I know you keep telling me to watch it. I feel like I see it every day on the news. A cartoon uh, buffoon. It's all it's all a Saturday Night Live bit to me. I feel like this is all you know weekend report. It's it's crazy to me that this is the real life we live in. Well, speaking of another Saturday Live thing, remember, was it last week or the week before the dancing FBI, FBI agent? He did a oh, backflip, yeah. dropped his gun on the floor, the gun discharged, and shot somebody at the party. Did you guys hear I don't, about this? One? I didn't know it shot anybody. I thought it had discharged and no one was hurt. But no, 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 he's under investigation for second degree assault. Okay, he unintentionally shot a person while dancing in this Denver bar. He turned himself into police last Tuesday. This is this is. An FBI agent. Right. This okay? is this is a scene out of a stupid movie. It's a scene out of a movie. The firearm fell out of his waistband when he went into a back handspring, fell on the floor. He picked the weapon up. Yeah, and that's which when it discharged. Yeah, and it unintentionally fired a shot while it was in his hand. And then he put the gun in the back of his pants and walked away with his hands up. The, the person he shot was struck in the lower leg. He's going to survive. But now a week after the incident went viral... Um, and there was a video of it. He has been arrested. Um, the attorney for the victim claims that the bullet hit the victim's main artery and that he could have bled to death if not, you know, been tourniquet, uh, had a tourniquet applied to the victim's leg. So, I mean, you're a professional law enforcement officer. You're an FBI agent. Uh, you're dancing at a party. You do a backflip. Come on. I, this, to me, aside from the areas of stupidity we touched on before, this is the height of stupidity and just dumb embarrassing and yeah. dumb. I wonder if he'll even keep his job after this. He shouldn't, honestly. I mean, again, as a private citizen, you, depending on where you live, and if you live in the state of California, it's next to impossible to get a conceal and carry permit. Uh, you have to jump through massive amount of hoops. Uh, I've been trying for years. Right. I've been trying for years. And you know better than anybody. You have to go through a lot to get it mm -hmm. done in certain states. And then when you get it, you cannot make a mistake. My, my father got his... A conceal and carry permit in the state of Minnesota and in the class it said straight up if you take out your weapon you better have a hundred grand uh, for attorney fees because if you just take out your weapon that could be the legal issues uh, facing you uh, let alone you know if you take out your weapon and there's a, a police officer nearby and he doesn't know what's going on he's gonna you know step like the, the bottom line is you cannot make mistakes uh, this person clearly cannot 
be uh, tasked with the responsibility of carrying a firearm, uh, whether they're on duty or off duty. Uh, there's no excuse for what happened, and I'm sorry. I, I'm a believer in second chances. His second chances, he doesn't have to go to jail for the rest of his life for accidentally killing somebody, uh, but but that's it. No second chance with a firearm, in my opinion. You know, it's complete negligence. That's all, bottom line. Complete negligence, and uh, he should pay for the what he did. There's no question in whatever way is, is possible. Here's a couple stories that came out. I, you know, I'm not trying to gross anybody out or scare anybody, but this just blew me away. There was an Indonesian woman that was missing, Right. Mm-hmm. They found they found her in the belly of a 23 foot long python. She was walking down uh, in her area and they couldn't find her. Then they found this large snake with an engorged belly. When they cut it open, they found the woman's body almost completely intact inside the python dead. Oh, my God. That, that is crazy. I, I didn't even know that was possible, to be honest with you. Uh, this is not, not the first to be funny. I just saw a video on Facebook of a snake, a python, swallowing an enormous Alligator. crocodile. Yeah, wow. crocodile. I wow. saw that. It blew me away. Well, uh-huh. this happened now, but in March of 2017, also in Indonesia, a 25-year-old man was found dead inside a python's belly. So there you go, folks. I don't think any much more needs to be explained. That's what was found in the python's belly. Now, this really bothers me. Going back to Thailand, they found a whale in a canal in southern Thailand, and he died. And you know what he died from, guys? They opened him up. There were 80 plastic bags of mm. trash. I saw that. that 17 pounds of plastic, including more than 80 plastic bags in the whale's stomach. What does that tell us? Uh, it tells us that we are very wasteful human beings, and we don't really care about the environment. I mean, honestly. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I hate that I pay it, but I also enjoy the fact that it has curbed my use of plastic bags here. But in California, you pay 10 cents a bag when you go grocery shopping um, because they have a tax on it to where it's supposed to incentivize you for using green bags and, and bringing your own bags. And, and I've gotten much better about it. Uh, you know, I, I know people don't like taxes and I know people don't like uh, being told what to do. But when it comes to our environment and stories like this, uh, it, it's hard to not say that those steps aren't necessary when you see a majestic creature like uh, a whale dying because of ingesting plastic. Yeah, but there's several I, animals that are ingesting plastic, not just whales. Of course, that's All what I'm are, saying. The whole food chain is right. jacked up because of plastic. That, Even the use of straws, yeah. like people... There's a, there's a place out somewhere in the Pacific, it's between here and Japan, where it, it's miles and miles and miles away from land, but currents take all of the trash and, and lead to this one spot in the ocean. And, uh, yeah, it, it is really alarming when you see video of this. Just out in the middle of the ocean, no, you know, civilized life is anywhere nearby. And there's just tons of plastic bottles and plastic bottle caps and, and plastic and bags. And it's just like, yeah, we, we need to do something about this. Well, it affects our natural, you know, the natural theme of life and the ocean, the ecosystem, the whole bit. Right. We touched on the show a couple of weeks ago, Rose and Sammy. They're actually finding traces of cocaine in salmon, wild and salmon in Alaska. And pharmaceuticals are in the fish. Like what? How is that even yeah, a thing? Uh, it's, it's, it's not not a large oh, amount that could affect you, but the fact they're finding the, the cartel guys, <clears throat> when they get popped and crap, they throw that shit over the, the side of the boat and then... It gets absorbed. I don't even know if it's necessarily that. I think a lot of it, too, is just people putting medication in the uh, trash. We lost Sammy there. Trash, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, Just, yeah. I mean, the people that just flush their pills or anything like that. I'm not even talking about, like, opiates. I'm talking, like, antibodies or antibiotics. You cannot put that stuff in our water system. But it it, is because they throw it in the trash and it ends up in the water system. Of course. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. There's a. There's 5.25 uh, trillion pieces of plastic debris in the ocean. That's from back in 2015. Wow. That's, that's just, horrible. That's insane. We have to work on it. There's a lot of things that the president, the administration in this country could be working on, along with a lot of the other things they're working on. And I hope they're focusing on these stories to help do what we can do as a nation to do our part for the world. Let's just put it that way. Now, are you guys familiar with these professional bloggers, uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul? <laughs> My daughter's in love with Logan Paul. I, I think one of them actually trains at a 10th planet in Las Vegas, and my buddy was rolling with them. No way. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing. There's a, there's a blogger, professional blogger named KSI. He's from England. 
Okay, now he's boxed before. Now Logan Paul and his brother Jake Paul are going to box. This is going to happen on August 25th. It's going to happen in Manchester uh, over in England at the Manchester Arena. I am dealing with these people now, the promoters, because I'm negotiating for Michael to possibly announce the boxing match, uh, the co the main event. They told me, now they just had a press conference uh, here in L.A., which a ton of kids showed up for, okay? These guys have as many as anywhere from 15 million to 25-plus million subscribers to their YouTube channels, which is why they make so much money. And we covered the story of one of the Pauls going into the suicide forest in Japan and mm -hmm. how he was publicly ostracized for his ridiculous video. And personally, all these videos they do, I, 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 I don't want my kids watching him because I don't think it's a class act, but that's just my personal opinion from what I've seen. But they are going to fight professionally. They want to do it. They're predicting, and they're going to sell the pay-per-view for something like four pounds sterling, which is around $7, give or take. I don't have my math in front of me right now. They predict over 100 million viewers. That, 14, get this, get this, 14 to 18 years old. It could be the biggest watch pay-per-view online event in history. I mean, as much as you say that these guys have created, you know, these personalities and personas that aren't necessarily built on on the class factor, Bruce. As a businessman, you you have to sort of respect of the made. fact that they have have created this brand. Yeah, they I'm, have. No, well, you know, I respect that. Of course, I stand of course, agree no. with it or not. That's I a completely these, different argument. But yeah. yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, that's it's kind of crazy. Well, we'll see what happens. But if this grows grows and shows those kind of numbers you're going to see similar to when we came out and we were part of the celebrity boxing on fox years oh, ago man yeah you're gonna you're gonna see a, a new trend happening in the world of fighting and wanna, it's going to probably enter the world of mma too well i want you know? i want celebrity jujitsu why aren't we doing that there well, are plenty I did, I, there are plenty of celebrities that actually know how to do jujitsu so I, I would love that we just lost anthony bourdain a couple weeks right. ago and yeah. he was uh, a purple belt and actually won a seniors tournament at 50 yeah. Late fifties, you know, there's a lot of people out there that do that. So anyway, these are trends. We live in an aging, excuse me. We live in a time of changing trends, of changing styles and of train changing, um, uh, lifestyles, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And even as old as I am compared to the young people, when you're doing business, you have to adapt. And now we've all learned to adapt or are learning to adapt to the new marketing through social media, which has changed the way that people make money, market themselves, and all of the above. So you got to stay aware, and you got to be willing to change with the times. Do we still have Sammy on the line? I don't think so. Oh, I'm right oh, here. Oh, there you go. I oh. got her back. See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a super uh, producer. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you guys familiar with Reggie Bush? Yeah, the uh, football player. Yeah, well, the Rams are ordered now. they got to pay Reggie Bush $12.5 million for his knee injury he suffered in 2015. He's retired. He's got a big payday coming to him. Sorry wow. it had to be as a result of his injury. Good for him. Good for him. Wait, what, why, why Why do they have to pay for that? I'm confused. Basically, um, he's going to be paid. He put a lawsuit against the Rams. He was playing with the Rams in St. Louis. When he was returning a punt, he was pushed out of bounds, uh -huh. and he slipped on a slab of concrete. You know how they have the AstroTurf, but there's concrete right of on course, the side? Right. He slipped on the slab of concrete outside the playing field. He tore, tore his meniscus, mm -hmm. his lateral meniscus, which, you know, knowing knee injury is a very serious injury. Right. So he filed the lawsuit in 2016, and he accused them of installing a ring of concrete around the field, which created a risk for players in cleats. The, tri the trial started last year, right? Right. So now it ended. He was awarded... Uh, 4.95 million in compensatory damages, um, and he was and lost earnings, and then he was offered an additional 7.5 million in punitive damages, um, and there's been no comment from the Rams. This is another reason why, when you're involved in a lawsuit, like so many lawsuits, let's say Conor McGregor gets hit by lawsuits for that incident at Barclays Center, right? None of those lawsuits are going to go to trial because Conor could lose every single dollar he has just fighting based, it, just fighting it, right? Right? They're going to settle. And a ton of money is going to be paid out from that, allegedly or potentially, as these things go, right. because of what he did. We still He's going back to, I think, July 14th or whatever. He's going back uh, to New York for continuation of what he went last week for. So there's a lot that still remains to be seen. That's another story in itself. But here's the bottom line. You don't want to go to court, went to court, and that judge, when they hit that gamble on the table and give their judgment, can say anything they want. It's happened more times than not. Right, sure. There you go. Now, The Incredibles 2. Hey, Buff, I uh, just want you to look at the time, all right? Just just a little heads up. Look at the time. All right, rocket ship time, folks. Here we go. Incredibles 2 has crushed 
the box office record. It has now set the record, premiering to $182.7 million in ticket sales, wow. beating the biggest opening by nearly $50 million. Good for them, and I, I love the incredible. I didn't even hear about this uh, release being that big of a deal until uh, I saw the results of it, so that's that's huge. It's huge, and you know, it's a movie I'm going to take Henry and Rupert to see because uh, I happen to really enjoy the movie myself. Um Rose and Sammy, we always have a little collectible talk. I'm a big collector of sports and movie memorabilia and UFC memorabilia. Uh, you know, I talk about this Mickey Mantle 1954 Bowman card on my show uh, that I bought for $350. And it's been sold numerous times. The last time was 1850 I think. Just, <clears throat> just hit a new record, TJ. Just sold yesterday for $2,195. Again, another 20% increase in less than two months. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you guys. PSA graded, unopened wax packs, great cards, pre-1970, buy them right, gold bricks. And now the last one, they auctioned off the hat that Napoleon is said is said to have worn. So again, we have that term, allegedly. Uh, they just sold it in an auction. You know, it's the classic Napoleon Bonaparte hat. You would think it would be worn sideways on his head. That just sold for $400,000 at auction in Lyon, France. And quite frankly, I think that sounds cheap. When you consider what that hat is. I mean, that is cheap if it is, in fact, the hat. But, I mean, I don't know. There's no way to authenticate that. You know what I mean? You're taking somebody's word for it. Well, there's got to be some kind of a certificate of authorization if I'm going to spend 400000 hard-earned dollars on a hat, which sure. I never put anyway. I'll, I'll write you one for this iPhone that I have that Napoleon used to There's use. certificates for stars. People are buying stars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. My dad had an old like voucher for a free space shuttle ride, too. So <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, I have a voucher for a plane leaving for Singapore in a number of hours that I've got to grab. Rose, a pleasure having you on the show. Your Thank beautiful you, voice, Bruce. your knowledge. I think we're going to make Rose a little bit of a regular from time to time to come in. I want to hear her opinion on things. You, you'll have to talk with her agent. Which is TJ, apparently. <laughs> Rose, tell people how they get a hold of you. Is there anything you want to share before we say goodbye? Um, no, EBI this weekend, which I'm really looking forward to. I'll be there, and it's going to be amazing. And now I'm going to even miss Rose. I can't make EBI. I'm getting really bummed about this stuff. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Hey, when is the show, and where is it? San Diego, right? Yeah, San it's Diego. at the Performing Arts, San Diego Performing Arts, on Sunday, 5 o'clock, and they can watch it on the UFC 5 Pass. Buffer can catch it on the plane. You know what? I land at 12.30. You know what an animal I am, TJ, but I don't oh. think I can get there in time. Not to San Diego. Uh, you probably could, but I, I would hate to see what kind of state you're in when you get back. <laughs> you know me. Camera turns on. Bumper hey, turns on. Hey, Simple as that. Athletic commissions sometimes have to protect fighters from themselves. Sometimes we got to protect you from yourself, Buff. So get Stop some rest. Stop me. Hold me back. Yeah, I know. I got it. Easy now. I got it. Easy. All right. Sammy Phillips, the beautiful, the central, my loving friend, Sammy Phillips. What's up, Sammy? Tell us what's happening. Uh, well, there's so much going on, Bruce. It's a whole other conversation, but I'll leave you guys with this. Please follow me on Twitter at The Single Life and Instagram. It's Sam's Pajama Party, and you can find everything that I'm doing in those two places. And Sammy, I love that, but one little bit of advice. When I send you a text, will you please answer? On Monday night, I was at the Comedy Store opening up for Tony Hinchcliffe's five-year anniversary show with Joe Rogan. Uh, the comedian Dom and other people there. I had a booth for you to join me. You didn't answer my text. I wanted you there. I opened up the show. I'm, I'm so sorry, but you know what? I did like your photo on Instagram. You looked great. Oh, thank you, thank you. It was a very fun night. Kristen joined me, TJ. We had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun hanging with Joe and Tony and the other comedians. A very, very cool night. All right, everybody. TJ, uh, go ahead, and then I'm going. Uh, yeah, just uh, EBI on Sunday. Follow me at TJ DeSantis and uh, all sorts of fun stuff. And for me, I'll see you from the Octagon from Singapore on Saturday. Keep sending those orders in for the championship introductions at BruceBuffer.com. Your weddings, your birthdays, your voicemails, the birth of your children, your private affairs. We are busy as heck here doing the videos and the audios, and I love doing every one of them, as you know. Keep them flying in, and I'll keep them flying out. Rose, pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank Have a great you, time thank on you. Sunday. All right. Thank you. And say hi to Papa for me, please. I will. Okay. <laughs> Sammy, love you. Talk to you. See you soon. TJ, love you too, brother. Everybody have a great day. Sammy, 10-year anniversary in May. 10-year anniversary of It's Time Radio. Wow. Wait. Yep. Yeah, so it, it already happened. May, Congrats. But it's June. Congrats. Ten, 
But 10 years, Sammy, we've been doing this together for 10 years with you being on as the host of the SNR show and being with us during those times. Well, I think you should make a special show dedicated to that. I'm just... We'll, we'll, do it, we'll do it at Buffer Manor here when things slow down a little bit. The show at Buffer Manor is going to be a special one as soon as you guys get your schedules together. Okay, everybody, I got to run. I got to jam. You got to run. You got to jam. Love to all. Best wishes to all. Everybody out there, treat everybody with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a, a role model to your sphere of influence and be the best you can be. Pick your path. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. But when you walk down that path, be on it knowing that you're going to win. All you have to do is be the best you can be, and what happens, happens, folks. And I wish you all the best, because big cheers and no fears forever. See you next week. Talk to you next week. See you from the Octagon Saturday from Singapore. Buffer out. It's time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only.